0: Hello, race fans, and welcome to the Wednesdays with Wayne podcast. Your host is champion driver Wayne Johnson, who will be telling the stories and talking to the people that make the sport of sprint car racing great.
1: Five.
2: Hey, guys, it's Wayne Johnson, Wednesday with Wayne. Episode 24, actually call, or checking in here from Fremont, Ohio, getting ready to run Attica tomorrow. We're doing this a little bit early. It's a Monday. Just so busy, so we're pre-recording this. Got Sarah on the phone. She's back in Tuttle, Oklahoma. You there, honey?
1: I'm calling from the closet in our bedroom because we have a house full of kids, and this is the most quiet place to be.
2: <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> Long weekend. much dragging a, a little weekend. bit. Definitely gaining and and learning a lot. You know, a couple of the crew chiefs have been in my ear a little bit. I don't want to mention who because I don't want to get them in trouble, case they are not supposed to be sharing information. But a couple of guys helping me out a little bit, so just trying to speed up the learning process because these guys have been out here four, five, six years on these tires, and it's all new to us, and and all new tracks that we haven't been to in years and all that good stuff. But I I bet you can hear the the uh, the tiredness in my voice because I can hear it.
1: I can definitely hear it. I I know that you're running on E right now. This weekend, three back-to-back races and lots of travel and getting ready to race again tomorrow. And you said you were doing laundry and all that good stuff?
2: Yep. I actually, uh, between uh, I'm between loads right now for race suits. That's what i am on, on right now. Said. Yep. Pizza Hut's bringing us some pizza. So we got lots of fun stuff going on. Laundry and pizza and and the boys are out, uh, in the parking lot, actually maintenance in the car, changing engines, putting the short track engine in for here, for here at, uh, Attica and looking forward to getting to race the Brad Doty Classic. It's been a while, not uh, exactly how many years, but I'm going to say it's been five or six years since I've been over here. And I bet there's a really big car count. I'm going to say 60 cars is going to be my guess. Ready to do it. Really feel like I'm, ga- I'm gaining and, and, uh, but I need you here to wash these uniforms because, uh, I can't get them very clean. <laughs>
1: I have a method, but I'm sure you don't have time for all that.
2: No, I don't put them in the bathtub and soak them and all that stuff. I don't have time. They get as much soap as they can get, and that's it.
1: I don't doubt it. So you want to go over some stats from this past weekend?
2: Sure, sure. And I'm going to apologize right now to everyone for this because I am out of gas.
1: Beep. Okay, well, I'll carry you. Here we go. On Friday, you started at Burlington, Iowa. You qualified in at 27th. And I do believe that was out of 27 cars. That was a rough night.
2: We went out to Hot Lap, and the biggest mud clot and it, I wouldn't even call it a clot because it was as big as a five-gallon bucket. And uh, I don't know why they overwatered the track and got it the way they did, but that was probably the worst track that I've ever seen at Burlington. I really enjoy going there. Normally the racing's really good, but, man, they really, I don't know what they did there. But anyway, I got a great big, probably five-gallon bucket-sized dirt clot that come up through the between the front axle tore the radiator out tore the oil tank off and smashed in the air cleaner and ripped the hood plumb off the car in hot laps so so the not a good way to, to start it. tonight no and we had to we had to scramble to get out you know for qualifying so uh-huh. it looked like the oil tank was I mean it was crushed but it didn't look like it was going to leak so I told the boys it would be easier for us to jam the radiator in it and get qualified and then change motors after qualifying but uh we got the radiator changed fired it up and sure enough we had an oil leak so we crammed a bunch of rags around it filled a plum full of oil and tried to make two laps but just scared to death and all I did was just look at just look at the oil pressure all the whole time so I didn't really make any good laps or anything and make a long story short uh got back in there and uh had to change motors right before the heat race and um three heat race format so it goes quickly and Boys got the motor changed, but we didn't get to make any adjustments on the car, didn't get to take the qualifying gear out of it or anything. Fast one car in the heat race, I believe, is all we did. So.
1: That's right. You started ninth in the heat, finished eighth. That put you in the last chance race. You started sixth there and finished fifth, which was good enough to get you in the A. starting 23rd, and then you ran 18th that night.
0: Yeah,
2: and no, that was a good 18th. Uh, like the last chance showdown, we uh, finally got to get a gear in the car and got to tune on the car a little bit. and. I'm glad we got I mean I'm glad we had to race that race to be honest and the hooligan race is what I call it. But I'm glad we had to do that because uh we got to tune on the car a little better and we made it better for the feature and actually uh you know, eighteenth doesn't sound that good but me and Casey King was having one hell of a race for eighteenth. But take that you know, with, with with all the stuff we had to go through, you know, eighteenth felt pretty good actually and but the boys it was huh, Three thousand degrees it seemed like, and everybody was wore out. And then we had a had a uh, four hour track to Wilmont overnight. So I gave the boys a break, and I did all the truck driving. So uh, I think I rolled into Rockford, Illinois at, at about three o'clock in the morning, four o'clock in the morning, something like that.
1: Oh yeah, that was a long night. You guys tag team that, let the guys work while you rested, and then the next day, Saturday at Wilmot Got some stats there. Qualified in at 18th heat race. Started sixth, ran sixth. A feature started 18th, ran 17th.
2: Yeah, like I say, and don't the stats are not showing that our car is definitely getting better. It definitely is, folks. It's really, it's really uh, starting to come around. And you know, in hot laps, we were fifth quick at Wilmot, and thought, man, we were really good. That thing really felt good, and. It slicked off a little bit, and then I just overgrew the car and missed my marks and ended up 18th, and, you know, was pretty disappointed in that qualifying effort, but it was what it was and just kept going, and like I said, we started sixth in the heat race, and going into turn one, I I got tight, and I jerked the car sideways, and I was going to spin out, and poor Bill Rose had nowhere to go, run into me, straightened me back up, and he stalled, so... That's the way it always goes. The guy that messes up the race ends up keep going and takes somebody out. But that was and, and anyway, parts part of it. But I was the one that caused that. Tore the wing up, knocked the left bleeder out of it. So we were just hanging on to finish sixth in that heat race. But did finish sixth and and transferred into the feature and completely screwed the pooch in the feature. I know we started 18th and run 17th, but made some changes that went completely horribly wrong. Got the car way too tight just kinda of rolled around there and finished the race, which was good just finishing, but man it was a handful to drive and we uh but we learned a lot. We learned what not to do. So
1: I have on my notes from Saturday and I so I'm watching the races and taking notes. And I wrote so, so many reds and yellows, which is laughable when you go to Sunday's race because that was worse than Saturday. But Saturday did have quite a few reds and yellows throughout that race as well.
2: Well, Wilmot's a little bitty bullring, and you're going to get a lot of cautions there. It's just, it's just close quarter racing, and and the lighting's not that good, and I think I even heard David Gravel say, and I had, I had issues with this too, that it was so dark, and the, and the track was so – there was no color change in the track, so you couldn't see where the curb started and where it ended. So you were just kind of guessing, going by Braille, but it wasn't working out so good for me, but it worked out pretty good for him. <laughs> oh, <nice. Yeah. laughs> but uh, – <laughs> No, and then, like I say, moved on to Terre Haute, a uh, big half-mile racetrack, somewhere that I've won at in the 360, and, uh you know, like half-mile racetracks. That's what I grew up racing on, and I felt like we might have a better shot there because I feel like our big track program is a little bit better than our short track program, and, you know, in hot laps, we went out, and we went very fast, so I was a little disappointed in that, but then we made some adjustments and got better uh for qualifying, I'm sure you got some stats there.
1: I've got your stats from Sunday. Last night, we qualified in at 13th, ran fifth in the heat. I don't recall where you started, but I believe it was fifth. And ran 12th in the A. I believe you started 15th in the A. Is that
2: sound yeah, about right? Yeah, and in the, in the heat race, you know, I ran fifth, started fifth, run fifth. But, damn, we've been having issues with rocks and radiators because then we got the radiator, got a hole knocked in the radiator in the heat race, and, it was losing water, and the water temperature was starting to go up, and I was afraid I might have hurt it, but it didn't didn't seem to hurt anything. We uh, run that motor in the feature, but got transferred in, which didn't matter, really. Everybody transferred. There was only 23 cars there last night. Started 15th and shuffled up, you know, passed a few cars, got shuffled back, cautioned, restarts, you know, forward and back, forward and back, forward and back. I felt like we were on a relocated coaster last night, and just felt like I'd get some cars, and then I'd make a mistake, and they'd get me back, and... Restart uh, that have caution, and on the restart, I'd get some, and then the next restart, I'd lose them. And it was just, it was an up and down night. I felt like, like I, you know, Kading run eight, and I felt like we're a better car than he was because I passed him like three or four times. So, uh, just the mistakes on my part, I think, probably cost us a better spot, a better finish than 12. We should have, I really feel like we should have finished eight, but just didn't get the wing back quick enough. Fell back there right towards the end of the race, and that late. That late caution there, Carson Macedo got back by me, and I seen that he had the wing pretty far back on his car. And I was like, man, what am I doing wrong here? Why didn't I move the wing? And just just out of practice with moving that wing because we, the car hasn't been very good. And so been flying the front end a lot and so scared to move the wing. And on that last restart, I moved the wing way back, and, man, and it got to the rear wheels better and actually uh, passed the car and, and actually was, was was working on Macedo right there at the end coming to the checkers. So, Twelfth, I think that's our best finish of the year. Doesn't not a lot to talk about as far as you know. It's not. It's probably in a lot of people's eyes, twelfth, not that great. But we'll take twelfth out of that deal and and move on to the next one because I feel like we're definitely gaining right now and and with racing a lot more than we're than we have been able to. It's not just weekend racing, you know. It's like we're racing tomorrow and then Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. We're going to be in Pennsylvania. We're going to go to Williams Grove on Friday, Port Royal Saturday and Sunday. So a lot of racing coming up in the next few weeks and we can talk about that here here after the break if you want to take a break now you'll sell some wings.
0: Outlaw Racing Wings is a proud supporter of the Wednesdays with Wayne podcast. Outlaw Racing Wings build wings for sprint cars and micro and junior sprints as well as for all types of wing karting. Champion drivers like Christopher Bell, Wayne Johnson, and Brad Sweet all trust Outlaw Racing Wings for the extra speed needed in today's open wheel racing. Visit outlawwings.com or the Outlaw Racing Wings page on Facebook and Twitter. Choose the Wings the Champions choose. Choose Outlaw. All
2: right, now we're back. So what we were going to talk about before the break there, we're talking about going, you know, to Pennsylvania and and uh we got a weekend off with the Outlaws, so we're going to get to go Williams Grove, Port Royal for two nights. So it's a three-night weekend this weekend and then uh I'm actually going to get to see you, you're coming to see me, you're flying in uh on Monday, Monday I believe then we're going to run Lernerville on Tuesday we have Wednesday off we're going to run Lincoln on Thursday and then I believe we race Williams Grove on Friday and Saturday and slip said something about Port Royal on Sunday but I don't I don't remember that being on the schedule but that's just who knows we've
1: uh I'm just along a long ride
2: but but a lot of racing coming up soon, and uh, looking forward to getting to those tracks, which we haven't been very good at. So hopefully uh, get, to, get to go and learn a lot and, uh, you know, try to get going better.
1: Yeah, I'm excited to come out there. I've never been to Pennsylvania, and I'm going to get to see a bunch of new tracks. So that's exciting. Of course, I'm excited to see you, but I have the longest list ever of honeydews to take care of. Oh, seeing <laughs> us, the sin is gone. Breaking news. It's done. <laughs> they
2: came
1: today the and sim. got it and farewell,
2: friend. Farewell to the sim, but I'll still sim race. I just won't I'm just not gonna have that great big sim you know. sitting right in the middle of the dining room anymore. She got frustrated with that. So
1: Oh, it's okay. Well it's even better now that it's on, so Yep, we got rid of that even thing today.
2: It's even better that I made some money on it.
1: That's right. That was Mr a good Wheeler girl.
2: Dealer. Mr. Willie, Needle. yeah.
1: You said this weekend someone, a podcast listener by the name of Blake, came and stopped by and said hi. Is that right?
2: Yeah, it was pretty awesome. You know, you 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 guys were listening and uh, coming by and seeing me and uh, buying t-shirts and checking me out and bullcraping a little bit. But Blake came by and and said, "Man, he'd listened to all the podcasts, And I can't remember his last name. I apologize for that. But
1: the uh, runner.
2: I believe we're it is, yep, actually, now that you said yeah. that, and uh, I told him to call into the hotline, and maybe we would have him on sometime, but uh, always great to catch up with the fans, and uh, didn't get to really visit as much as I'd like to, because we're, like like I said, we're just wore out. We drove, you know, we hauled butt over here, and we're in Fremont, Ohio, and we were in Terre Haute, Indiana yesterday, so, and the day before that, we we're in Wil- Wilmot, Wisconsin, and the day before that, we we're in Burlington, Iowa, so... It's been some truck driving, racing, late nights, car washes, which is part of it. That's part What's of the outlaw deal. But three nights in a row and with a night off tonight and the boys have kinda of waited till the, today to the weather to cool off before they started their maintenance and that's what they're doing and but it is part of it. But like I say, uh Blake came by and, and uh those boys looked like they had a few beers too many already and uh had his koozie with him and his buddy didn't get it. he didn't get a koozie so I went and Got those boys some more koozies and chit chatted a little while, and it was pretty cool. So glad those guys come down and get to do that because that's what this is all about: this podcast and everything.
1: That's right. Speaking of, we've got a question of the week. Do we want to do that right now?
2: Sure, sure. Why not? What's got?
1: It's our friend Rick. Do we only
2: have do we do we only have one friend, Rick, or what?
1: Well, what's his name that you call him? Because even signed his email with it.
2: Flick Rick.
1: Flick Rick. Yep, he signed it with his name. He had a good question, <laughs> very timely question. He asked, how does red flags and yellows, speaking of last night, affect your confidence and rhythm when running around a big track like that?
2: Well, it's horrible sometimes. I mean, uh, like I would just get in a rhythm last night and just figure out exactly how I wanted or how I needed to do it, manipulated the wing, Uh, you know dirty air all that kind of stuff plays a part and so on every restart the dirty air is 10 times worse than after you get going after you know after cars get spread out and you can just move around and try to work on the car in front of you but when there's 15 cars in front of you it's really bad so it, it plays a big part and then the double file restart shuffle you in and inside and outside so sometimes you're better on the inside your cars run the bottom better you want to start on the inside but it always seems to fall my way that my car was working better on the inside and i get stuck on the outside lane so it's part of it but definitely you know those cautions because like i said uh, earlier when we talked about it was seemed like i was ahead cars four cars this trip and then the next restart i was behind four cars and then the next the next the next red come out and on the restart next thing you know i was two cars ahead and then the next yellow came out and then i was two cars back so it was just back and forth, back and forth. So it does play a big, 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 big part in uh, your, you know, getting in a rhythm and and actually uh, air pressures go down and check car changes, fuel load. There's just so many variables in that rig, but definitely a good question. But yeah, it definitely plays a big part.
1: I'm sorry, this dog is having a fit. Uh, I'm trying Rick. to
2: figure out what was going on over there. Were you killing the dog or what? <laughs> it's a law to kill the dog, you know.
1: He needs my attention, and you're taking it away right now. We have some issues. This dog has issues.
2: Okay, I have my question of the week. Uh, (laughs) I think he's going to be more famous than anybody with this podcast. He's on here every week. Um, Awesome. Okay,
1: back back to what I was getting at. I had a question of the week for you. It was a really good one, but I know you're tired, and you don't want to answer that question, so I'm going to give you an easy one.
2: What's your Lenders, favorite? Lender, I can answer whatever you want. It doesn't no, matter.
1: no. I just want to know what is your favorite potato chip? That's my question. I'm going to give you an easy my one. My favorite
2: potato chips?
1: Yeah. Like, it doesn't have to you be don't... Taste, what's your favorite chip. I know what it you is. You don't know? We're not asking for me, hon. We're asking for the people. Oh,
2: well, you're asking me a question. Wait. I thought it was your question. I buy your
1: first. groceries. I know what you want.
2: <laughs> Actually, my favorite potato chip is Doritos. Uh, what kind? But.
1: What kind just of the, the cheesy,
2: the, just the regular nacho cheesy cheese. ones, I, nacho cheese. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's my okay, favorite that, yeah. chip. But, but you you know me when we're traveling. A lot of times to change it up, if we're going to a convenience store, I never buy them for home. Never get. We have never had these at home. But, funyuns. I like funyuns on the road. That. So,
1: that's the uh, best. My,
2: that's but I don't. We never buy them for the house. But we always because I always want Doritos. Doritos. At home, Funyun's on the road, and if I'm just having a ham and cheese sandwich, just the old, regular, old Lay's potato chips. That's right. The, so That's, that's okay. my potato chip category. That I don't really like anything else. For you. you buy those goofy potato chips with lime. The hint
1: salt. of lime? Oh, oh yeah. It's yeah. that's
2: so that's, that's, that's just chemicals. Why would you want all that crap? But I guess Doritos I is too, but whatever.
1: What if I, because chemicals. Because uh, Doritos are so organic.
2: Uh, I don't know. I don't know where I went with that. Probably went down the road. But hey, I do have something to talk about. I got a call today from a friend of mine, Brett Smith, exactly my my Australian car owner. When I go over to drive over there, and <laughs> I guess he was watching on Dirt Vision yesterday, which I don't get to see any of that stuff. And he got to fill me in, that old slip was. Had his old big fat belly out, had his shirt pulled up in the work area, and he was right big time on TV. So I guess Flip's the Belly's famous now.
1: He's been doing that a lot lately. I don't, maybe his belly needs like air, but he always puts his shirt up (laughs) over the top of his belly. I think we should just cut his shirts and get him tank tops if he wants to let the belly out.
2: No, what are those things called that women wear just for their boobs?
1: (laughs) Back in the day.
2: No, not paint. Just the thing that's like just like it's a band that just goes around their boobs. Like, a band-o, it? Top? <laughs> like,
1: like a bando top? Like a like a bando top. Like Yeah. I, I don't know.
2: I don't know. It's no, just like know, it's just know, like a, we'll
1: just give him a crop top. I don't want to see all that other
2: stuff too. Well, if he if his if he's got his shirt pulled up like that and his belly's out and he's bent over then his belly and his crack of his ass is hanging out. So anyway. Our but yeah, he's famous.
1: Blissing. Well, He's I you know I was watching last night, and he was there. Were so many reds and yellows, and every car that pulled in, I'm pretty sure he was working on it, helping. I saw him a lot working, working.
2: Yeah, yeah, him and Drew, uh, you know, Brenner, they work work really good together. We we uh, you know Drew's always there for us, and we're and Slippy's always for, there for them. But looks like they both work for every team. I think they're just trying to get on TV. Honestly,
1: I'm sure that's it. Slipping his belly.
2: I can't believe that. I can't believe I got a phone call from Australia saying, Hey, Slippy's Belly's famous. Hey, we might already sell a spot on his belly. Get a sticker. So, if anybody's <laughs> listening and wants to sponsor Slippy's Belly.
1: Speaking of sponsors.
0: Highside Racewear has grown to become a major brand in racing apparel. Whether you're looking for high quality custom Nomax race suits or embroidered hats, Highside Racewear has everything your team needs for safety and success. Highside Racewear offers custom race suits, gloves, shoes, dye-sublimated team apparel, and top-quality embroidered hats, jackets, and shirts. Before you buy from anyone else, check out the Highside Racewear Facebook page or email HighsideRacewear at gmail.com for more information. We sure
1: appreciate Dave at Highside and his sponsorship. Don't forget to follow along with our adventures. At Wayne Johnson Racing on Facebook or Instagram. You can also find us on Twitter at WJR77X. You can contact us anytime on email at WayneJohnsonRacing at Yahoo.com or call or text 405 362 0620. We love to get your voicemails and send us some new questions of the week on the voicemail line, and we'll get them on this podcast. Finally, I like to ask every week, please don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts. We greatly appreciate that.
2: That's all you got this week? Well, we got a lot of racing going on, so we'll have plenty to talk about next week, hopefully. Uh, Like I say, we're doing this a little early this week, and I have just got a text message from John, and the pizza is here. (laughs) So dinner is served. Gotta love, gotta, gotta love living on the road. Pizza and laundry mats and motels and no sleep.
1: Well, hopefully you'll get some rest tonight, but okay. I think that's it for this week. I hope you do good tomorrow and we'll catch up next time then.
2: Yeah, for sure. And thanks for Rick calling in and then Blake coming down and visit with us. That was pretty awesome. You guys that are listening, come down and see me after the races. Chat a little bit, especially if we got time. We're not moving on to the next track. It's kind of hard. These guys are wanting to get out of there. So they were pushing me a little bit the other night when Blake was there ready to go. So, yeah, that's really, really basically all that's going on in Fremont, Ohio today.
1: Okay. Well, you better get after that pizza.
2: Well, all right. Well, guys, thanks for listening. Sorry, this one's a short one. But, uh, we had a lot of racing to talk about that's kind of basically it and uh, hopefully see you at the track
0: this has been the wednesdays with wayne podcast we thank you for joining us and ask you to tune in every wednesday for a new episode until then we'll see you at the tracks